Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. So today's episode number 63 is us talking about creating space for the future that you desire. So I've been talking or circling around, you know, all roads lead to creating your future self, things like that, just talking about the future in general. And part of it's been influenced by one of my besties. Um, She's really good at astrology. And so we've been talking a lot of astrology um, during our little voice memo sessions. And um, one of the things that she always uh, gets me to laugh whenever I start to use the phrase like, oh, I'm feeling itchy or I'm feeling anxious or I I want something to happen faster. She's like, well, you know, most of the time, obviously it's during Mercury and retrograde. And she's like, well, Mercury's in retrograde. So right now it's all about exposing things that, you know, are, you know, frustrating or not working. Um, And I was like, you know, depending on who you're talking to, first off, you might not have ever even heard the whole Mercury and retrograde thing. There's a ton of different ways people interpret that. I have chosen, and it's not the traditional astrological sense of Mercury and retrograde. I have chosen to interpret it that it is exposing me to the things that are no longer working in my life, where there's unnecessary friction, where there's a project I need to let go of, where there's a mindset I need to let go of, where I need to be uh, willing to take help from someone, where I need to be able to take support from someone, where maybe I need to take some criticism from someone. Um, During Mercury in retrograde, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there can be, I should say, a lot of friction that goes on. Um, and that's where I use the phrase. I'm like, oh, this isn't happening fast enough. I feel itchy. And so I've, I've chosen to use it as a a reflection time to grow. Um, a lot of people can do, well, I shouldn't say people, a lot of women, um, can go ahead and do this during their menstrual cycle too. Um, after I got off birth control for the last 10 years, um, and I really started to, (laughs) first off, I had to get to know my body. So there was that. And then once I got to know my body and what like a normal cycle even looked like for me, then I started to pay attention to my energy levels. And when I was paying attention to my energy levels, there were certain times of the month that I could, I I felt like an energizing bunny. I could keep going and going and going on a specific task. And then there was other types of times of the month that like trying to do the same task was like pulling teeth. And I'm like, oh my God. This is so painful. I can't keep going. Why is it taking so long? Two weeks ago, I was able to do this in 10 minutes and now it's like 45 and it just, it's feeling like it is the hardest thing in the world. So what I have done is I've used the tools that I've been exposed to, Mercury and retrograde, how where I'm at in my cycle. And I use it as a specific way to kind of check where I am whether it's in the month, whether it's within the time frame of the seasons or anything like that. And I'm like, okay, well, clearly I'm trying to call in this very specific future. I'm trying to become that multimillionaire. I'm trying to do X, Y, and Z. I'm trying to uh, have a, a family with my husband. All of these things, right? And so for me, and I was talking to one of my girlfriends about this. For me, I put in as much work on the whole being active and doing the journal prompts, doing the journaling, doing the deep dives, doing the action. As I do of the things I'm getting rid of, like the clearing of the clutter is as equally as important to me as is the manifesting and the journal prompting and all the ings, right? The, the actioning steps. So that's why I wanted to talk today a little bit more about 
creating space, clearing the clutter, making room, because I think a lot of it is, it's very easy to go ahead and say, oh, well, I just need to keep doing and doing and doing and doing. And most people don't give enough credit to the not doing. So I know that there was this huge phrase or craze for a while about Marie Kondo and, you know, only keeping what you love and getting rid of what you don't and, you know, thanking it and all of that. And the reason why everyone loved her so much, not because it was a new concept, not because she was this adorable little woman that came online that didn't even speak English half the time, but her, her love and her passion just showed through her. It wasn't because of any of that. It's because it literally her, her method, her mythology, her, her, her thought process, everything that she did was all about slowing down and creating space. And especially if you have either a Western background or you're in America or any of that, because I know I've got a bunch of people that are outside of the United States, which I see you and I love you and I appreciate you. But if you have a Western mindset, it is really hard to value the stopping. It is very, very hard to value clearing out the space, clearing out the clutter, slowing down, taking a day off, pausing, because depending again, where you're at, what you're trying to achieve, you have been, let's, let's be honest, right? You've been brainwashed that if you stop, it all goes away. Like... I can even say in the sense of like my, my speech and my, the way I, I talk, well, obviously my speech, but like the way I talk, um, how fast I talk, all of these things, right? It's a very high energy and it's not necessarily saying that that's bad, but I have built this part of me that has to go, 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 go. And then I end up going until I crash. And then that's how I ended up figuring out, well, burnout is supposed to be a thought process and it's supposed to be an exposure process of, hey, when you're burned out, that means the the pattern, the systems, the beliefs, the habits you're doing are not working. So the other side of burnout would be deliberately slowing down, deliberately creating space so that the things that you're wanting, the things that you're calling in, the things that you're trying to achieve actually can fit into your life. And don't get me wrong, I have gone through plenty of experiences where I've wanted something very deeply and, you know, it looked like it wasn't going to happen, looked like it wasn't going to happen, then boom, all of a sudden it just actually did happen. And I figured out how to rearrange whether it was my mindset, whether it was money, whether it was something we had to do at home, we were able to rearrange super freaking quick. But I don't necessarily believe that you should always have to react and rearrange. I think if you can be a little more intentional of creating that space for what you're trying to call in, then it's not this jarring experience. It's not this, oh, well, how am I going to shove this into my life? How am I going to maintain this? How am I going to keep going with this? So a, a clear example could be when people, let's, let's use this, right? When people are trying to lose weight, they instantly go ahead and just stop, you know, I don't know. It depends, right? So you've got the different food crazes because I don't want to, I don't want to upset anyone, but like you've got the different food crazes of, I'm going to eat only this food or I'm not going to eat these foods or I'm, I'm only going to eat this way or I'm all, I'm going to intermittent fast this long, this many times. You have all of these things where it's like all of a sudden a next day, a switch flips and 
the reason why most people can't sustain this stuff is because they never created room in their life for this. So they never slowly started integrating it in and, in, you know, getting rid of the old stuff, all the old habits, beliefs, old food in the house. And so it's like you're setting yourself up for fail. And I don't want you to set yourself up to fail. I want you to create space. I want you to be intentional with the the things that you're doing. So in my head, I think of it as like regular matter and dark matter. Dark matter is just like clutter. You've been so accustomed to it that you can't see it. And like dark matter just, I don't know, got discovered not too long ago. And it was all the, the space in between matter and energy and gravity and all of these things that we already knew existed. And then they're like, wait, the, the equation doesn't work for the universe. We, we look like we're missing something. And boom, they discovered dark matter. To me, clutter and creating room is the same concept, right? So one thing in a practical sense that I did, not just the woo, is I went and I rearranged my office a little bit and I took over the last, I don't know, probably month, two months, I've been creating very clear one page templates of how I want certain things in my company to go. I have a very clear checklist of how I want social media posts to go out. I have a very clear checklist of what I do during certain times of my, um, my cycle. I have a very clear template of what I want a sales page or a course page to look like. I have very clear uh, mantras that I want to come through. I have very clear goals that I'm trying to achieve. And I took all of these things and instead of having them on my desk, which means Kinko's half the time was laying on top of them and, or they were all shuffled together and I couldn't see them. I took all the extra clutter off of my desk. I took all the extra papers and put them in a little paper organizer. And I took those pieces of paper and I took, um, what is it? The little command clips. I took the stickies off of that and I stuck each one of those little papers up to my wall so that I have a very clear focus and intention of what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to create. I physically created space on my wall and space off my desk so I could see where I'm going. And the same concept is going to be for you, right? So sometimes that means creating space means hiring someone. And we all know I love the phrase, hence why I made a cup out of it. What I don't know, I hire someone to teach me. You know, so sometimes creating space is hiring an organizer, hiring a nutritionist, hiring a personal trainer, hiring, you know, your, and I say hiring, and I don't mean it to sound like you always have to pay. Sometimes hiring can be hiring for free. So hiring me as your podcast coach to talk to you in your ear once a week so that you can kind of reset and go back, you know, on the path of where you're wanting to go. Hiring, I don't know, like the Nike Plus app if you're starting to try and run again. Hiring your dishwasher to do the dishes for you so that you can go ahead and do other things in your life. Hiring your, and it sounds silly, but bear with me, right? Hiring your washer and your dryer so that you can go ahead and do laundry while you're cleaning the house, doing this, doing that, at work, hiring the Roomba to, to sweep your floors so that you don't have to be present to sweep your floors. The sense of hiring someone is, is not just, yes, I'm paying money, but sometimes it's paying attention. Sometimes it's paying time. Sometimes it is investing in a, a you know, an automated resource like a dishwasher or a washing machine so that you can go ahead and try and do the things that you want. And so it sounds like it's a cheesy example, but like, let's use the dishwasher, right? This house is the first house I've ever lived in that's had a dishwasher. The other house we had um, when we lived in the other part of Florida did not have a dishwasher. And 
I never knew any difference, so it didn't feel like I was missing something. But that clearly meant that either Ben or I had to do dishes because we weren't about, you know, paper plates or anything like that. So we had to do dishes or we didn't have dishes to eat on. They didn't get done. All these things, right? So, and it sounds a little cheesy, but I want you to really kind of dive into this example with me. So every night that we didn't have a dishwasher, one of us was washing dishes. Um, I ended up getting to a point where I actually kind of liked washing dishes because that's when I used to listen to my podcast episodes. So I put my headset on and I would wash dishes and it would take about 20, 30 minutes. And the 20 or 30 minutes of washing dishes, then drying them, if I even did dry them, to be honest, and and putting them away and kind of cleaning up the kitchen, maybe that was 30 minutes after everything was said and done. And that 30 or 40 minutes is a chunk of time that I couldn't do something else. So, and you know, it's the cheesiest thing in the world, but like every day that I can use a dishwasher at this house, I'm like stupid grateful. I'm like, oh my God, that extra 30, 45 minutes turned into a podcast episode. That extra 30 or 45 minutes by using a dishwasher, let me play with the dogs outside a little bit longer. That extra 30 or 45 minutes, let me do X, Y, and Z. So it was literally and figuratively creating space in my life so that I could do the things I wanted to do. Now, I'm not saying that you have to break it down to the level of gratitude for your dishwasher like I'm doing. Like, again, I know it might sound like a very weird example, but I'm trying to get you to the point of it. Like, This one little step that I did, this one little thing of having a dishwasher and using that resource and using that tool now means that I have been able to be consistent and put out a podcast episode. And now we're on episode number 63. That would not have happened had I had not had space for the thing that I was trying to call in because I had wanted a podcast for years. Um, way, way, way before the platforms that are available now existed. And I just didn't have the time. And so sometimes, like I said, creating space is about creating time. Sometimes it's about using resources. Sometimes it is about hiring someone to teach you something. Sometimes it's sitting down and taking 10 minutes every single morning and, you know, shutting out the world, telling everyone to go bleep off for, you know, for five minutes you know, while you secretly make it 10 minutes and and do something that takes care of you. You know, it's all of that, that dark energy, not in an energy sense, but the, the opposite of what we can see. It's the opposite of the tangible. Sometimes creating space means taking your phone and turning off all your notifications, except for, um, you know, phone calls. Sometimes it means blocking all the apps so that they can't just go ahead and send you a little alerts every five seconds. Sometimes that means unsubscribing to newsletters because they're no longer serving you and your email box looks like a crazy person's email box and it just stresses you out. Sometimes it means, you know, switching to, which for me was a weird one, but switching to paper statements versus e-statements because when I was putting our tax binder together this year, I realized the amount of crap I ended up printing all could have been avoided and the time could have been avoided had I had just gotten my paper statements in the mail, punched a hole in them and put them in the binder. So it's, it's little things that I, I focus on that I pay attention to that I am mindful of and that I end up becoming super grateful for so that I can create the life that I want. So I can, you know, spend more time with my puppies. One of the things that I've been doing lately is I've been taking a 20 to 30 minute walk in the back pasture with Holly and Demon every single day. You know, maybe I'll miss a day here or there, 
but for the most part, every single day, I play with them outside for at least half an hour. And I take them in the back pasture. We walk around. They sniff all the things. They they try and find where the deer have been in the last night or so. They go, they throw themselves in the backyard. They'll roll around like crazy people. They'll, they'll chase each other. And it is just one of the most happiest things that I get out of my day. I love it. My babies are happy. I'm happy. I feel very de-stressed. And, and again, that wouldn't have happened which goes back to the weird gratitude thing. If I didn't have a dishwasher, if I didn't have some systems and structures in place so that it could even go outside, if Ben wasn't the primary person doing all the cooking in the household, or if it's my night to cook, because we do, you know, kind of share it back and forth a little bit. If it is my night to cook, that means I'm cooking something super easy that I can throw in a crock pot or put in the oven. Um, so it's all of these little things that you do to create space again for this future of, you know, in that example, me walking around with the puppies that I've deeply desired. I always loved having time to spend with my babies and to have a dedicated 20, 30 minutes at minimum every single day has just been a godsend. Another thing that I do is like, I get up about 15 minutes earlier than I really need to so that the dogs can go around in the morning. They can wander. I can sit there. I can watch them. I can sit there and read. And it's just one of those little things that if you were talking to me again about 10 years ago and it's the whole like, you know, sitting down at the Universe Cafe and talking to my future self, it, it might not seem like it was the biggest thing in the world. It might not seem, you know, that relevant. But for me, those were things that really mattered to me. Having more time with my family, having more time with my babies, having the time to have a creative outlet so that I could do good things in the world. Those were all things that deeply mattered to me. And so if that means I need to be grateful because I have a dishwasher or because my husband does a lot of the cooking or because we have a really great vacuum and I can vacuum, you know, 9,000 pounds of fur in like, you know, 10 minutes. I'm deeply grateful for those things because I know the future I was already trying to re re achieve. I knew the future I was trying to create and I was already clear on those desires. So it's one of those things that it, it can be something super small, like a dishwasher or a vacuum or, um, you know, trading off something with your spouse. It could be booking a babysitter and saying, you know what, I get 12 hours of help this week um, from my babysitter or shoot, you get one night out to, to go out. And even if you guys did nothing, but you went and drove around or you just had quiet time or you, you went to the spa or you did something, but you know, all these little things are, are ways that we're creating space in our life. But the other part of it is we have to feel worthy. So a lot of the past couple episodes, I've talked about feeling worthy. Um, it's one of the easiest ways that women in general can block themselves from going after the things they want, saying the things they really have on their mind, doing the things they really want to do, trying to not be the end all be all for someone or something. It's because you don't feel worthy to have space. You don't feel worthy to be creative. You don't feel worthy to have time. And it's not necessarily that I don't want you to think, oh, well, if I can just fix the worthiness, this is all solved. It's more of a muscle. It's a muscle that you're constantly building because there are areas in my life where I feel very solid, very worthy, and I have no problem with my boundaries or what I want to call in or what my desires are. And then, because again, I'm human, there are other areas in my life that I'm like, what in God's creation am I doing? Why am I tripping myself up? Why am I not going after what I want? And so 
part of that is you can use time to reflect. You can use, you know, like I said, my favorite way to do it is journal prompts, which is why I have a whole Etsy store that I spend a lot of time on creating journal prompts, deep dive journal prompts, so that you can sit down, you can reflect. And instead of doing, you know, this crazy big, you know, overwhelming journal prompt, you know, you're on average, most of the journal prompts are anywhere from like five to seven questions. And so you can go, you can sit down, you can be doing it while you're eating breakfast, you can be doing it right before you go to bed, you know, where you have a couple minutes of quiet time, you can answer the questions, you can get a little more clarity, and then you can move on. But if you don't start clearing out that space, then, like I said in the beginning of the episode, the, the future you're trying to call in, it doesn't fit. And I have seen sometimes, you know, not all the time, but sometimes when the future doesn't seem like it's fitting, it's, it's almost, it's weird. It's almost like it gets repelled by your old life. It gets repelled by all the things that you're choosing to do or that you don't want to give up on. So the one thing that made that one really clear for me of how by not creating space, I actually was repelling stuff. Um, we had just moved into the new dealership that we're in right now. Um, and I had a bunch of stuff that still needed to get organized. Like technically everything was in the new building, but that doesn't mean the new building was set up correctly and how I wanted it to, so that it was really easy to do things and sell things. And so I made a vow to myself. It didn't matter how uncomfortable I was. I made a vow that if someone offered me help, I would say yes. And it was so uncomfortable and it's like, okay, well, why don't I feel worthy of help? And then obviously the first thought I had was, well, if I accept help, that means I'm weak. And that means as a female parts manager, I can't hack it because guys don't ask for help. You know, they just keep going on and on and on. That means I am less than. And it's like, no, I'm going to use help as a way of strength. I'm going to use help as a way to create space for the world I want and the life that I want at this dealership, a.k.a. being able to find freaking parts when I need to and not looking in our back room and going, oh, my God, it looks like a bomb went off. And so I created space every time someone offered me help. It didn't matter if it was taking out the garbage, if it was one of my reps coming in and helping me out and organize walls or do inventory or with sales ideas, or if someone came from another store to help me organize. Heck, even my GM's kids came and were like, hey, Miss Maggie, do you have anything you can have us do? I'm like, yeah, can you organize this bin by part number, please? Okay. And so like, by doing that, by saying yes, by getting over the whole worthiness, you know, lie, because it is truly a lie, by getting over that worthiness lie, I was able to start creating space for things that I really, really wanted. And I started to pay attention and I started to be able to organize some resources better. I started to be able to mentor a little bit better. I was able to take time, which I never would have had to begin with, to train one of my new, uh, newer, I should say, guys at the counter so that he could have a better go. He could be a better resource. And then I ended up having, again, enough brain space and time because I said yes, so that I created the coolest thing ever. We have, um, it's a bingo sheet and it's, it might sound cheesy, but bear with me, right? Like if you thought, the dishwasher was cheesy, then this is like the same level of cheese. But I have a bingo sheet that I created and it is for my team. Every single week we have new squares on it that I create and I end up using it as a tool so we can strengthen our selling skills so that some weeks we focus on rims and tires, other weeks we focus on hunting gear, other weeks we focus on blah, blah, blah. That part's irrelevant, right? But it, it's the same equivalent for like journal prompts that I do for you guys. 
but it's in a different format that the guys at the counter could have. But I go back to that future never would have happened had I had not created space for it. And by creating space, what I mean is to be very frank, if I had not said yes to help, if I had not been willing and open to be supported creating space, then the ideas of the bingo sheets and the fun we've been having and the things we've been doing because of it never would have come into existence. I would have literally repelled it away because it would have been a cool idea that I had had, but there would have been no time to do it because I would have been, you know, team martyr and I would have been in the background like, oh, I've got to do this all myself because if I don't, then I am not worthy. And that's not true at all. So however you are deciding to either look at what's going on in your life, whether you're using mercury and retrograde as, you know, one thing that you could use. If you're looking at how you are in your, your cycle, maybe if you have a cycle, if you're looking at things that frustrate the ever living Jesus out of you and you're like, Oh my God, if I have to do this thing one more time, I'm going to lose my hot damn mind. All of those little things, whatever you're using as a trigger, right? I want you to go, I want you to use the journal prompts. I want you to go ahead and dive in deeper. And I want you to figure out why is it stressing you out and all of the things that come with it, right? The journal prompts go way deeper than I can try and go into the episode. Hence why I started taking them out of the podcast episodes and putting them as their own exercise, because I want you to sit down and do it in a, in a environment that is a little more structured, but it gives you a better bang for your buck. And then on top of it too, once you've gone and done your journal prompts, you can go back and re-listen to the episode, but it's always, at least I found, it's always interesting to go back, whether it's a day or two days later and look at what I wrote. Or my favorite thing is, um, you know, probably every six months to a year, I'll go back to old journals and I'll look at my old journal exercises. I'll look at my old journal prompts. I'll look at my old, my old questions that I've asked myself. And then you can go back and you can be like, oh my God, look how much I've grown. Look at where my mindset was. Look at what my thought process was. Look at who I was two, three, four, whatever years, months, days ago, and how I'm no longer that person. I've actually taken the steps and put the steps into place so that I could grow into the person I want to be. I could grow into the future I desire. Um, and one way that I'm very clear on that is, you know, I go back to, there's this thought that I had that, you know, we, Ben and I wanted land, we wanted acreage, and we had no clue how it was going to come. But I knew that no matter what, that we were going to move. And I always thought we were going to move, you know, 15 minutes away, but I, I knew we were going to move and I knew we were going to get land. And when the opportunity came knocking, I kid you not, I let go of everything I could think of. I, and probably I could have get, let go of a little bit more. But like the stuff that we moved was a handful of books, <laughs> at least for like household stuff, excluding his tools, because duh. But like a handful of books, um, some clothes and some family mementos. And that was it. Furniture was gone. Bedding was gone. Um, dishes were gone, everything. It was a, it was a way to literally start from scratch, create space for this future that we had been wanting for so long. And I was like, okay, I'm completely willing to create so much space that like, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing in its way, you know? And and that's where I was going back to with that whole dark matter thing. Sometimes, and this is where it goes back to even repelling your, the things that you're wanting, I want you to get into the habit of if you take an action, you take an opposite action to clear room for it. So if you, let's, let's say the dishwasher, let's use a very concrete example, not just the woo. If you 
magically you had a dishwasher, whether you do or not, it's irrelevant, but magically you had a dishwasher and you could go ahead and use that dishwasher. Instead of just using the dishwasher and then putzing along to something else that's gonna kill your time and not help you create the future that you desire, I want you to take that time while the dishwasher is going. Go ahead and take a bubble bath. Go ahead and write out some journal prompts. Go ahead and sip from your new favorite mug. Go ahead and you know, do, do some self-care. Go ahead and exercise. Go ahead and spend time with your family. Go ahead and do something for what you've been desiring to begin with. And then as you start to clear the clutter out of the old stuff and you make room for the things that you're actually wanting, I go back to, you're going to build that muscle. You're going to build that, that resilience so that you can see these things so much clearer and so much easier. And it takes time and that's okay. Everyone takes time with this stuff. And there's going to be areas in your life where it snowballs a lot faster. And then there's other areas in your life that it's sometimes a little bit slower, but I want you to consciously create room for the things that you want. And if that means you have to hire someone to teach you, whether it's an organizer, uh, a health person, uh, a coach like me, by journal prompts, it doesn't matter, whatever it is, right? Hire someone to teach you. Hence why I have it as a coffee mug. It's literally a trigger that you can go ahead and use to get you out of your own way because creating that space is just the most important thing in the world. It's it's part of the journey. And if you're not enjoying the whole journey, if you're only enjoying, you know, once every three months, once every six months, or once in a while when you go on a vacation, then you're gonna get burnt out, which obviously I have a resource if you do get burnt out, but the whole intention is to not get burnt out. The whole intention is to recognize that the reality you're creating is also the reality you're creating, you know, and I'm not repeating that sentence to be funny. Everything you do is the reality you're creating. Um, and it could be this, right? So like the reality I've been creating lately is I wanted to, and again, all these are little examples, but I want you to listen to the, 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 the story behind the little example. So one of the realities I've been creating is I want to eat more fruit consistently. And that's just it. That's the reality. So every time we go to the grocery store, I buy two new things of fruit. It doesn't matter. Sometimes it's apples and grapes. Sometimes it's mangoes and whatever. Sometimes it's this and this. It doesn't matter. That part's irrelevant. But part of my new reality is I'm going to go ahead and eat fruit all the time because I want to have the benefits that come with eating said fresh fruit. So now that I have made that a desire, now that I have literally created space, AKA I have specific bowls on our counter that are away from demons, we can't eat all the apples, but now that we've created space for that desire, now it can become part of my future. Now it can become part of my reality, the reality that I'm creating. So that six months from now, a year from now, you could come into my house and you can be like, oh yeah, there's fruit here. And I would be like, of course there is. I can't even imagine a life without fruit. I can't even imagine not eating an apple a day. Oh my God, my teeth are gorgeous. My butt, whatever that is, right? And that's what you're trying to get to. You're trying to get to the stage of I can't even imagine. And like I said, if this feels a little overwhelming, if this feels, you know, like, oh my God, well, how do I even get there? That's what the journal prompts are for. Don't freak out lean into the resources. And if you've done the journal prompts, then I would probably say one of my favorite books, it's on my website. It's uh, the books I love tab, or obviously the link's going to be in the show notes. Um, but the book, I just had to turn behind me. The book is called The Power of Habit. Now I've listened to it both on Audible and I've listened, or I, I physically own a copy behind me. I love it so much that I bought a print copy and you know how much I love my Kindle. So if that is 
an extra nudge that you're needing and, and help in breaking a habit, I would totally recommend buying one of those books, whether it's the audio version, whether it's the physical version, whether it's the Kindle version, doesn't matter. You will have a great experience with it, but start small, build some steps, create some space, do the journal prompts. If you need to, you know, dive into the books and, you know, start creating room for this, this reality that's living in your head so that it's not just living in your head anymore. It's also living out in front of you. All right. I'll talk to you later. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.